Welcome back to the FFG Financial Insights Podcast. My name is Brian Ullman, and today we are talking about Roth conversions. We get lots of questions asking about what is a Roth conversion? How do I do a Roth conversion? Is a Roth conversion right for me? So today we're gonna talk about what a Roth IRA is, how it's different from a traditional IRA, and what kind of considerations we need to take into account when we are moving from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA or a 401k to a Roth IRA or the like. So stick around and we'll dig right in. Okay, thanks again for listening. My name is Brian Ullman. I'm a financial advisor here at Ford Financial Group and a certified financial planner as well. And in this podcast, we try and answer the questions we hear often from our clients. And as I mentioned in the intro, we're talking today about Roth conversion and, and what, how we go about moving from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, what the benefits might be, uh, and what kind of considerations we need to take into account as we do that. So let's start from the top here today uh, and answer the question, what is a Roth IRA? You may not already know this, but let's go through the basics here for everybody else that doesn't. A Roth IRA is a retirement account that encourages you to save by offering a tax benefit. Specifically, the investment earnings on your Roth IRA contributions grow tax-free. And so there's no you you put them you put the money into the Roth, it grows tax-free, and then there is no tax on your Roth IRA withdrawals in retirement. So a traditional IRA is different from this. You might be eligible to make a tax deduction on your contributions in the year you put the money in. And then later when you take the money out, your withdrawals in retirement are taxed as income. So let's cover that again quickly. The Roth IRA, there's no tax benefit when you put the money in. It grows tax-free and there's no income tax when you take the money out or capital gains for that matter. Traditional IRA is different. You get a tax deduction when you put the money in. It grows tax-free, but when you take anything out, then you're going to pay income taxes on that. So because of those differences, the usual advice, and for good reason, is that a Roth IRA is good or is even great for saving for retirement if you expect your tax rate to be higher in the future. Now, this often includes recent graduates that are getting started in the workforce. I always say to clients that a Roth IRA really is for younger workers. And that's because you pay a to- uh, you pay income tax on the money that you earn before putting it into the Roth. So if your tax rate is lower now, it makes sense to pay taxes now at that lower rate in return for tax-free retirement withdrawals. Um, I, I have a good friend who's a CPA that we work with often, and he always says that it's better to pay the tax on the seed than the harvest. So you get it. Um, but when we're in our peak earning years, many people are better off by focusing on the tax savings and deferring taxes on their 401k or through a traditional IRA or something like that until later when their tax, uh, their tax rate or their tax bracket is lower. So you you you're saving let's say you're in the 32% tax bracket now. You'd rather save 32% on taxes now and when you retire and you're the 10 or 12% tax bracket let's say you can see where the savings is. But if you're at a really low tax bracket now, it makes sense take that tax bite uh, and then you will have all of that money growing uh, until retirement tax free. Let's talk about some other benefits that Roth IRAs have over traditional IRAs. And really, one of the biggest benefits that Roth IRAs have over traditional IRAs is that the traditional IRA forces you to take a required minimum distribution or an RMD 
every year after you reach age 70 and a half, regardless of whether you actually need the money. So you lose some tax-free growth on the money that you had to withdraw. We've gone over RMDs and RMD strategies and when to take RMDs in, in previous podcast episodes. If you have questions about it, you you can find us online at www.forwardfg.com or you can email us at info at forwardfg.com if you have more questions about RMDs. But really what we're talking about here is Roth IRAs and that Roth IRAs don't have required minimum distribution. So even after age 70 and a half, you are not forced to take a required minimum distribution from your Roth IRA, which makes it a really important benefit because all of those thousands and thousands potentially of dollars that you'd be forced to take out as an RMD can be left in there and can grow tax-free over time. Another important benefit to the Roth is legacy planning. Though many folks use their IRA or Roth as a tool to supplement their income, not everyone needs their IRA to help them cover their expenses after retirement. Perhaps Social Security is enough to cover your expenses, or you have a pension or something like that, and you don't need that money coming from your IRA or your Roth to help make ends meet in retirement. With a Roth, you're able to leave a tax-free inheritance to your heirs. Now, the people who inherit your Roth IRA are going to have to take annual required minimum distributions, similar to a traditional IRA for you, but they don't have to pay any federal income tax on their withdrawals. Now, there's some exceptions, but that's a pretty powerful tool that you can have your investments grow tax-free over time, and when they get passed on to your heirs, they can withdraw that money without paying taxes on it. That is an enormous deferral that can span generations, really. So what if you don't have a Roth? Does this mean that you've missed all these great benefits, all these tax-free benefits and and legacy planning benefits? No, not at all. That's why we're doing this podcast episode, and that's why we're trying to cover the Roth conversion. That's the subject really today. We're covering the basics so far, but really we're talking about if you are really interested in what the Roth has to offer and you haven't contributed yet or you've contributed only to a traditional IRA, let's talk about why it might be right for you to convert your traditional Roth or your 401k to a Roth version of that. So what is a Roth conversion and why might you consider it? A Roth conversion refers to taking all or part of the balance of an existing traditional IRA and moving it into a Roth IRA. So let's start by knocking out a couple frequently asked questions here. Are you eligible to convert? The answer to that is that anyone can convert their eligible IRA assets into a Roth IRA, regardless of your income or marital status. The reason I'm talking about income and marital status is because basically your earnings can phase you out of being able to contribute to a Roth IRA. But that doesn't mean that you can't convert to a Roth IRA, moving from one to the other. But that begs another question. After you convert your IRA to a Roth IRA, can you convert it back? The answer really is no. Uh, the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 eliminated the ability to recharacterize or revert conversions beginning with a taxable year 2018. So if you're moving it from one to the other, it's going to stay that way. I, I'm going to take this opportunity, though, to say you should consult with your tax advisor, CPA, accountant, or, or whoever helps you with your taxes to more fully understand the regulations surrounding recharacteriza- recharacterizations and conversions. Um, but a conversion can get you into a Roth IRA, even if your income is too high, as I mentioned. You may not realize it, but there are income limits for being able to contribute to a Roth IRA. 
Uh, I know as we were going over the original benefits of a Roth IRA, you're thinking, well, great. Why, why am I doing Why can't I do this? I should be doing this, not my traditional IRA. Well, you might earn too much money. In 2019, as this is being recorded, you can't contribute anything directly to a Roth IRA when your income goes above $137,000 a year for, if you're filing single and $203,000 if you're married and filing jointly. In 2020, these amounts are going to go up by $2,000 and $3,000 respectively. So from $137,000 to $139,000 if you're single, and from $203,000 to $206,000 if you're married filing jointly. So now that we've got through those questions, let's talk about how this might work for you. You've got your IRA, your traditional IRA, you've put money in there, but now you're thinking it's a good time, whether it's because of where you are in life or maybe your tax brackets have changed. There's some reason why you're considering a Roth IRA or you're working with us and we're considering um, converting some of your traditional IRA assets to a Roth IRA. What are the some of the things that we need to consider? Number one is your tax bracket right? Taxes are a big part of this. And so with a conversion, you're going to pay federal income taxes now on the conversion amount, even though you may not have to pay the 10% early withdrawal penalty if you're under 59 and a half as part of this conversion, you're still going to pay income taxes on the money that you move out of the IRA. So if you have a big traditional IRA and you move it over all at once, that could not only create a tremendous tax bill for you in April, but it could launch you into a much higher tax bracket. So one way here that we generally work around this is by converting a smaller amount over a number of years. So if a Roth conversion is something you're considering, it should be part of a bigger strategy. And so we should talk about that if this is if this is something that you're considering doing that you want to do. It's also really important that we involve your tax preparer in your Roth IRA conversion conversation. So everybody on your team, on your financial team, can truly understand the tax implications before you decide. I know in, in one case, I'll just give a recent example here. We had somebody who was a client here who was interested in in a Roth conversion. We took a look at her taxes and it looked like there was some room for her to uh, convert about $15,000 this year without throwing herself up into the higher tax bracket. So we took a look at that. It seemed like it was ripe for some opportunity. We assessed what the tax exposure might be. And then we called her accountant and ran it by him and said, hey, you know, Mr. Accountant, this is what we're thinking about doing. We talked with a client. What are your thoughts? He was on board and he said, yes, that's, that's exactly how much I would move over. Um, and so we're going to do that this year and the next three years until she reaches age 70 and a half. Um, that way her IRA is, is, has a smaller value and therefore her required minimum distributions are going to be lower than where they would have been otherwise, because she doesn't need those required minimum distributions to live on. So that's an example of how this works and an example of why we need to understand your tax situation so we don't catapult you up into a higher tax bracket because of this this conversion that we're doing. The second item that we need to consider is paying the taxes. Not only do you need to consider how much you might convert and how it affects your current taxes, but you need to figure out how you're going to pay the taxes on what you do convert. We're going to get the money. Where are you going to get this money to pay the conversion taxes? Do you think you're going to take it from the IRA? Do you have it in savings from your other investments, maybe a trust account? I'll say it's generally considered a good idea to use the cash from non-retirement savings or a brokerage account to pay the taxes instead of using the proceeds from the conversion. Uh, so 
what's a non-retirement account? It's basically an account that's not tax deferred. Like if you have an investment account held in your name that's not a 401k or an IRA, if you have a savings account, a checking account, a trust account, an account that has money that you've already paid taxes on. Um, the reason why this is important is because if you use the money from the retirement account that you're converting from, it's going to reduce the amount of money you're actually going to convert into your Roth IRA. Um, or it may actually increase your taxable income because you're paying taxes on the money that you're also withdrawing to convert and the taxes on the money that you're taking out to pay the taxes, just taxes, taxes everywhere. So think about it in these terms. Let's say you want to take $10,000 out of your traditional IRA and put it into you want to convert that out, but you're going to pay money on the taxes from the IRA, you might wind up only, you take out 10 from your IRA, but you only put $8,000 into your Roth because you're using the other $2,000 to pay taxes. Uh, this is kind of, I'm using round numbers here to give an example, but that's that's problematic. Or if you want to make sure that $10,000 winds up in your Roth IRA, you might wind up taking twelve dollars or $15,000 from your IRA to pay the taxes on that. Um, and, and you're going to pay taxes not only on the conversion amount, but on the you're going to pay taxes on the amount you're paying out, taking out to pay the taxes. That's that's too much. Um, so you might also want to consider this. If you're under 59 and a half and you use the funds from the retirement account you're converting from, it, it's going to result in an additional 10% tax penalty that's even going to further reduce the potential benefit from, a con, from the conversion. So bottom line here. You're going to pay the taxes on the amount that you convert, and that money needs to come from some, somewhere else other than that IRA that you're converting, converting from. Let's talk about a third issue to consider here, and that issue is time. The benefits of a conversion from a traditional IRA to a Roth are going to generally increase the longer that your money remains in the Roth IRA. So are you going to need to withdraw the money in five years? Um, that's probably a bad idea. You know, there's a five-year holding period on withdrawals for of money that were part of a Roth conversion. So as a result, conversion probably won't make a lot of sense if you need to withdraw the Roth, Roth conversion money in less than five years because you won't have met that five-year aging requirement and withdrawals will be subject to another 10% penalty. That makes it so this needs to be, the conversion needs to be a long-term investment or a longer-term investment so you can avoid penalty. Um, there's another issue that's related to time because you're going to be paying taxes on the money you convert. It's important that we all do the math and try and predict whether the tax benefit you gain over the remaining years is going to be bigger than the tax bill that you wind up biting off. Now, in, in, under this kind of scenario here, there's a lot of variables in the calculation, tax rates, rates of return, et cetera. So it's important to talk to a professional here, call our office, talk to one of our advisors, but the advantage that comes from converting to a Roth often isn't realized right away. It's years down the road when the tax-free growth on the account surpasses what you pay, what you pay or would have paid in taxes. I'll touch very quickly on one last quick item. That's something called a backdoor Roth conversion. We'll cover this maybe in another podcast, but um, we get some questions also about a backdoor Roth conversion in that you, I talked already about the contribution limits for a Roth IRA. But let's say that you're married and in 2020, you're going to earn more than $206,000. Um, a backdoor Roth conversion, a backdoor Roth strategy would be you first place your contribution in a traditional IRA, which has no income limits, and then move the money uh, 
into a Roth using a Roth conversion. But, you know, we again, we need to make sure that we understand the tax consequences before using this strategy. Sometimes it's not quite a, as much of a no-brainer as you think it might be. Um, Roth IRAs are great for saving retirement, and there are loopholes to get into a Roth IRA account even if you make too much money, but we can't move too fast. Uh, for many, converting a Roth might make sense, but for some others, it doesn't. So we'll cover backdoor Roth conversions, but I wanted to kind of address that quickly before we wrap up. So are you ready to get started? Or do you think a Roth conversion might be right for you? Uh, it's important to give us a call. You want to work with a professional when you're doing something like this. We need to figure out kind of whether this makes sense for you. We need to work with your tax preparer to make sure that we're not blowing out your taxes. Uh, and we want to be doing it in the right way because when you work with a professional, you can kind of sidestep some of the issues that can sometimes be run into if you don't know all the rules. Like, can you convert your required minimum distribution to a Roth IRA? No, RMDs aren't eligible to convert to a Roth IRA. So when converting to a Roth IRA, keep in mind uh, that it, it makes sense to work with a professional and a financial advisor or a certified financial planner. I'll leave it right there. Thanks for listening. If you have more questions about Roth conversions or traditional IRAs or Roths just generally, give us a call. Our phone number is 559-449-8690. As I mentioned, you can find us on the web at www.fordfg.com. You can also email us if you have questions at info at fordfg.com. An easy way to get to us, though, is the website. You'll find our contact information about on there. You'll find uh, the bios of all the advisors who, who work at our office who can answer these questions for you. You can even sign up for an ebook or for our email list uh, to get our monthly newsletter that covers topics similar to this one. So thanks again for listening. We'll leave it right here. And now it's time for some disclosures. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.